You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have a jam-packed and transformative week full of planetary transits. We have some game-changer energy occurring throughout this week. Pluto is going retrograde right out of the gate, allowing us to re-examine where we can step into our personal power within our lives. There will be a lunar eclipse in Scorpio, which should give us the opportunity to see what needs to be purified within our lives. And of course, I will be making a separate podcast and video for that lunar eclipse, as I always do. And Venus and the Sun will be making an even amount of alignments this week, causing us to look at where we need to work on confidence issues, relationship situations, and our financial matters. And looking at the vibes on the graph, it is absolutely reflective of the crazy week we have ahead. This is a week that's just rough around the edges. As a matter of fact, May is a month that's pretty rough around the edges. And so this week is going to be no different. I mean, at least we'll end it out easily. But for the most part, this is definitely a dynamic week. In the beginning of the week, from the first all the way up until the third, we have psychic energy, imagination and confusion, ambitious energy, mental energy, a smidge of romance, and a smidge of good luck energy. So the first few days of the week, it's going to feel like we're riding this high, and then there could be moments where we're having a bit of fog, a bit of confusion. That's because of a few Neptune transits that we have going on through the week. But also we might feel very pushed to do the things that we need. We may feel intuitively guided to take action on certain things because of the psychic energy in. And so this is a week where we'll just feel more extrasensory than typical. That ambitious energy will carry us through from the first to the fifth and intersect romantic energy, emotional sensitivity, good luck energy, a smidge of solitude, and some social vibes. Most of the heavier energies are cranking up a couple of days before the eclipse and with some of the transits that we have around that point in time it could feel edgier than normal we could feel triggered more than normal the romantic energy if you're looking at this on youtube is overlapping the emotional sensitivity so those two vibes are at the same height on the graph and so there may be some situations romantically where we're feeling extra triggered about a romantic situation and with that solitude it could cause us to need a little bit of space and some time to ourselves to think with some of that mental energy also again there's always contradictory energy that pops up because we'll have a variety of transits that social energy is popping up too that social energy is going to hit us more as we go to saturday and sunday in terms of having fun going out and just letting our hair down along with some good luck energy that we're having and experiencing so this could open up some good opportunities for us over the weekend in terms of romantic situations and possibly financial situations because of the venus jupiter alignment that's happening on friday and carrying us through the whole weekend so yeah this is a fascinating week for sure. Let's look at the next bunch of days and see what we can expect. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. On May 1st, Pluto is going retrograde. Pluto went into its shadow period on January 7th of this year. So think back to what type of plutonic things were occurring in your life. What have you tried to transmute in your life? Have you been researching ways to let go of bad habits? Has this been a period of working on things that you've repressed? Coping skills, old trauma, and other turbulent patterns that aren't serving you? Has this been a period of empowering yourself and looking at ways to build up your confidence? Looking at ways to gain control of your life and stand up for yourself? Has this been a period where you're seeing why you need to detox from unhealthy scenarios with other people? In other words, has this been a period where you've been letting go of toxic relationships? 
And if you haven't entirely walked away from those scenarios, has this been a period where you've distanced yourself from people who bring turbulence to your life? Turbulence can be in the form of jealousy, control, those who like to create chaos, those who start petty arguments for no reason, and other forms of unhealthy scenarios. And with that, this could be a period where you're relinquishing control over situations that you have no grip on. So this could be a period where you're choosing peace over looking for a victory in certain scenarios, especially within relationships. And with that, this could be a period for detoxing from things that hold you back mentally, emotionally, physically, so that you break free from destructive patterns. Has this been a time where you've uncovered things that you were trying to solve? In other words, Pluto has a way of unearthing things. It has a way of showing us things that were buried beneath the surface that we refuse to look at or that we were in denial about or what needs to be seen with our own two eyes. That way we can have the answers that we need and resolve some of the issues surrounding these themes. And has this been a period where you've worked on your spiritual side? Sometimes Pluto retrogrades reconnect us with our personal power through spiritual practices. So sometimes the things that get unearthed during Pluto retrograde is our ability to connect to our higher self and have the ability to understand and tap into occult knowledge. So if you're personally affected by this retrograde, this could be a period where you're seeing some of these themes popping up. Throughout this retrograde cycle, you'll see these themes keep popping up over and over again until there's some sort of resolution. The thing with Pluto retrogrades is it causes us to look at the things in our lives that are decaying, the things in our lives that are no longer working, and where we need transformation. So this could be a period of purging out an old form in favor of something better, in favor of something new. So this could look like eliminating things that no longer suit us in our lives so we can regenerate and come out the other side more purified. And because of the psychological nature of this retrograde, we take this time to be more introspective. Pluto retrogrades feel more internalized because it is an outer planet, it is the furthest outer planet that we have. And although we can see physical manifestations of this retrograde, especially on a collective level and with ourselves if we are being aspected like this by this retrograde, some of the stuff that we're seeing may be internalized until we're ready to take action and speak up or step forward in whatever situations we have to address. This planet is retrograde for a good five and a half months, so it's a long process of going through these areas of our lives and seeing what we need to shift in order to tap into our Phoenix energy. So this Pluto retrograde, we have a multitude of signs that will actually be affected by this. The cardinal modality will definitely feel this towards the end of these signs, but we also will deal with the fixed modality in this. We've had so many years with Pluto being in Capricorn that it's all been about Aries, Capricorn, Libra, and Cancer in terms of being affected by these retrogrades. Now that Pluto is in Aquarius, it'll dip back into Capricorn, of course, but it being in Aquarius, the fixed modality is going to feel this a little bit as well. So the cardinal modality, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn between 27 and 29 degrees will feel this retrograde more than other zodiac signs. Also, the fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius between 0 to 2 degrees of these sign placements will also feel this retrograde more than others. So if you have planets or chart points in any of these signs, you're going to feel this retrograde grade more than others because you're being aspected by it. Otherwise, you can see it on a collective level and see it happening and playing out on a world stage when it comes down to Plutonic things. Pluto will go direct on October 10th of 2023 and then leave its post shadow on January 31st, 2024. So yeah, it's a very long extended retrograde cycle and if you're being aspected by it, it's a time to transform and step
step into your personal power. On that same day, Mercury is going to make a Kazemi with the sun. Mercury and the sun are going to be in a conjunction known as a Kazemi. And so what this does for us, especially during a retrograde cycle, is it gives us that aha moment. It gives us that moment of clarity. It's like a nice mental boost where we feel sharper than normal. It's great for communication and overall just feeling good about ourselves. So it's excellent for a nice pick-me-up and a sharp mental boost. With an alignment like this, we could have epiphanies about how to solve complex problems. So this could be a day of having eureka moments. This is some of the reason why we were seeing some of that mental energy popping up in the earlier part of the week because this is excellent for tapping into our brain power. And also it's a day where we're going to crave mental stimulation. So this is excellent for doing research. This is excellent for learning something new. This is excellent for having an intellectually stimulating conversation. And again, this is a very chatty energy as well. So we could have moments where we're feeling social and we're just feeling a need to mingle with other people because we're feeling positive, because we're feeling as though we have the bandwidth to deal with others. Even with some of the weirder energies going on, this is still lovely for being able to actually speak clearly with others. And hopefully that carries through because the next day the sun is making a semi-square with Neptune and that generally has the opposite effect. In terms of being clear, this is not the most clear alignment. We could feel blurry at moments. We could feel drained at moments. This could be one of those days where we're feeling like we need a nap. And another problematic thing with this alignment is we can experience an altered sense of self. Neptune has a way of muddling things. And so when it comes down to our confidence levels, which has a lot to do with the sun, our ego, and overall our sense of who we are, we could have a moment where we're just feeling very unsure of ourselves. Also, we could be sensitive to feedback with an alignment like this. So someone could say something to us and we're, because we're feeling self-conscious of ourselves, this could cause us to either feel triggered or lash out a little bit or just not understand where they're coming from. So we could be sensitive to feedback with an alignment like this. So do the best you can when this energy hits and try to ground yourself the best way you can. And if you need a nap, if you have the luxury to take one, definitely take a breather if you can. That same day, Jupiter is going to connect with Neptune in the semi-sextile. Jupiter and Neptune made a conjunction on April 12th of 2022. And now that we're here on the other side of that conjunction, we're starting to see one of the first alignments form between Jupiter and Neptune. That conjunction started a new phasal relationship with these planets. And so now we're going to get the semi-sextiles and we're going to get the semi-square and then eventually a sextile, then a square, then a trine, and so on and so on and so on through their long phase because it's a very long phasal relationship between Jupiter and Neptune. And since this one is a semi-sextile, it could feel more internalized. It's not to say that outward things can't happen as a result of it because it absolutely can, but this is going to be one of those things where we're examining our inner philosophies. We're going to be looking at ways to expand our consciousness under an alignment like this. So this could start a period of getting connected with our mystical side. This could start a period of searching for universal truths. We could find ourselves getting comfortable with extrasensory things and psychic phenomena and really just feeling at peace with the things that are unquantifiable. Because when you deal with Jupiter and Neptune, it's about the unseen and belief. And so this could ease us into a process of feeling comfortable with those types of things. An alignment like this can also get us comfortable with our creative side. So there could be moments where we're experiencing inspiration if we're artistic in some sort of way. And it doesn't have to be art itself. It doesn't have to be sketching or painting. It could be through writing. It could be through music. It could be through acting. It could be through photography and other forms of creativity. This could also be a time where we're taking journeys of the mind. Jupiter has a lot to do with travel and Neptune has a lot to do with altered states of consciousness and being on another plane. So this could be a 
moment where we're escaping through either books, because there could be a thing of journeys through the mind through reading or through documentaries or other educational mediums. Or this could be a period of doing some research before you take a journey, before you plan a trip or an excursion of sorts. And of course, it wouldn't be a Jupiter-Neptune hard alignment without some things to it. So this could be a period of doing the inner work needed to stop ourselves from self-sabotaging, which is, of course, a good thing. So this could be a period of discarding old habits that are no longer serving us. We could be getting the nudge needed to work on addictive behavior and the way we escape from our problems and coming to realizations that we might have been over-sacrificial in certain scenarios in our lives. So an alignment like this is great for doing the work necessary to get ourselves back in tip-top shape. And this alignment will hover around for a while. The next time we'll get this will be in the form of a semi-square. We'll get that on June 22nd, and then we'll have another semi-square on November 5th. So this will be a great year to be introspective about these things and work on things at a subconscious level. On the third, Mercury's making a semi-square with Venus. And this is part one to the semi-square portion of the Mercury-Venus cycle during this Mercury retrograde. We already had one of these in the form of a semi-sextile last week, and this one here has a different vibe to it in terms of energies. The thing about a transit like this is it's great for communicating. It has a social tone to it. It can be a lot of fun. This is one of those alignments where you hear from people you normally don't hear from. And with it being connected to Venus in this sort of way and it being a Mercury retrograde, there's a possibility of hearing from people that you were romantically involved with in the past. One of the biggest issues, though, with an alignment like this is the intentions between either certain new people or any exes that might possibly come back may be fleeting. It may be shallow because this is a very shallow communication energy. It is lighthearted and on the surface level when it comes down to communicating. So it could be fun and flirty and it could feel like people are laying it on thick. But at the same time, it may not have the follow through needed in order to sustain something long term. And so some of the attention that we're getting may be just for the moment. It may just be surface level attention. Sure, there's an attraction there, but it lacks a lot of follow through. So this one is one of those energies where if you're just engaging with other people, keep it light and have no expectations because this doesn't really give that sort of energy to it. To top that off, that same day, Mars is going to make a sesquiquadrate with Saturn, and this in itself can be problematic because it's about our bratty antics going completely wrong. And what I mean by this is, we can feel like we're on pins and needles that day, causing us to need things immediately, causing us to not be as patient as we normally are, causing us to just jump out of our skin if we're not getting what we want and what we need from other people. And it could be as it could be something like attention, especially with that Mercury Venus situation that's going on sometimes with an alignment like that we may crave attention and not get the attention we want so this coupled with the mars sesquiquadrate saturn could create problems if we're being pushy um and it doesn't have to be romantic it could be other situations where we're told to wait our turn and we're not waiting our turn and it results in complete chaos and not catastrophic chaos but just more or less just unnecessary drama or being told no or having the door slammed in our face for something because we needed to wait for it and maybe now at this point either the person changes their mind and doesn't want to give it to us anymore because of that or we just end up embarrassing ourselves because we're being overly pushy so with alignments of mars and saturn sometimes you deal with the maturity versus immaturity and because it's a complex alignment our impulsivity might feel more pronounced than normal resulting in us dealing with the consequences of our actions because saturn is 
karmic in a lot of ways. And so a lot of the times with Saturn, you deal with the consequences and you have to take responsibility and own what you might have done. So if you can, wait patiently with your hands neatly folded and let people get back to you in their own time when they're ready to give you what they need to give you. And truly, we really will need to do that with the other alignments that are going on. By the time we get to the fourth, Venus is making a square with Neptune, which could cause us to be blurry and muddled when it comes down to relationship situations and financial matters. With an alignment like this, we could feel distorted when it comes down to our perception in relationships, when it comes down to how we're spending money, and overall feeling as though our self-esteem and self-worth aren't exactly where they should be. This is why emotional sensitivity and romantic vibes were overlapping each other on the chart because this could be a very triggering sort of energy where we're either coming to realizations that we've been pouring our energy into something that's no longer working romantically or with a career job situation, or it can expose shady situations in those areas that we might have been in denial about, which will give us a nudge needed to start the process of moving forward from those situations. Venus-Neptune alignments, especially complex ones, they teach us to value ourselves more than an unrealistic situation or an unattainable situation, whether it's our finances, whether it's a job situation, whether it's a romantic situation, it tells us to take a step back, have more standards for ourselves. So that way we can start building up better self-worth and start moving forward from these scenarios. On the 5th, the same day as that lunar eclipse in Scorpio, Venus is making a sextile with Jupiter. And luckily, Venus is doing this with Jupiter because we need this easy, happy-go-lucky energy that will carry us throughout the weekend. And so this is where all of the good luck energy was coming in. This is the type of energy that brings in opportunities. It brings in opportunities when it comes down to love, when it comes down to financial situations, when it comes down to social situations, and overall just making everything that's pleasurable bigger and more expansive. So this could truly turn the energy of the weekend around. Again, we could feel more social and want to go out and mingle and do something that we haven't done in a while or do something completely new. Romantically, it's a great weekend for just going out on dates, being expressive, being flirtatious, and overall having an exhilarating experience in your love life. This also has that go big or go home energy, which will enunciate the urge to take advantage of opportunities that maybe we were shying away from. And this is primarily because Jupiter and Venus together bring in that lucky vibe. It brings in the sense of luck or as if fortune is on your side. So this could be one of those days where you're shooting your shot. This could be one of those weekends when you're shooting your shot because we'll be feeling this throughout the whole entire weekend. And so it brings in that lucky vibe and that lucky tone. And, you know, sometimes with Venus and Jupiter connections, sometimes we do run into those lucky moments. Sometimes we do run into those windfall moments. I'm not saying that that will happen, but it's possible something like that can happen or you're seeing something return to you monetarily or an opportunity that will lead to more money in your pocket. So yeah, at least we're rounding out the weekend with something lovely. It's needed after a week that's rough around the edges as this one. So here's to ending the week on a positive note. Anyway, I hope you all have the best week ever. Later and see you in the next episode.